So I don't, I don't talk about this very often because it's a slightly geeky part of me, but at university, my actual university degree, um, so I have a university degree, surprise, it's an important part of being a teacher sometimes. Uh, my university degree is actually in English and linguistics, okay? Um, so English, I really love, I love words, I love the stories that are created. Um, linguistics is actually the study of languages, so I can't speak a whole lot of languages, or at least the only languages I can speak are dead ones, so no one can argue with me anymore. <laughs> Um, but if you were to give me like a piece of French or a, pre a piece of German or you know some other language that I hadn't seen over a long period of time and revising over the stuff that I did 20 years ago, I'd be able to tell you what part of speech it was. Um, and in fact, in my postgraduate, one of the things that I did was um, syntax and phonology, which actually means that one of the jobs that I could have gone into was the exciting world of dictionary writing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, to be perfectly honest, the reason I did linguistics is that um, uh, I could be. Uh, sometimes I'm socially awkward. Like I, I sometimes I've got foot and mouth disease. I sometimes you know say the wrong thing at exactly the right, wrong time. And so I love the social linguistic side of it, which was the whole idea of uh, what, how do you connect with people, and how do you connect with people on a like a, a proper decent level? How do you get beyond the surface level? But one of the things that is actually really important to me, and one of the things that. Um, one of the reasons why I, I, I chose it as my field is, is that words are actually really important in our life. They're hugely important in our life. The way that we create definitions um, actually changes the way that we see the world. Okay? Um, and so um, the, thing that, the thing that I wanted to talk about, and I think it could actually take um, two mornings, or we could just be here for an hour and a half. Which one are you? Two mornings. Okay, great. Excellent. Yeah, no, good feedback, guys. Well done. Um, is that um, the way that we define our world actually defines the way that we see the world. Now, I'll give you, I'll give you an example that our definitions or the way that we define things can actually be um, a wee bit wrong. So, when you think of the word um, bird, tell me, what a, tell me what a bird is. Give me a definition of bird. Has claws. Has claws. Excellent. Flies. Flies. Awesome. Well done. Wings. Wings. What's that? Flying. Lion. Excellent, Seamus. All right. Thanks. A nice one from out of left centre. Hey? Beak. Excellent. Okay. Well done. Um, so by that definition, um, unfortunately, penguins are no longer birds. Um, sorry about that. They can't fly. Um, hens are only really half birds. Um, if you're thinking of feathers, well, a penguin stops being a bird at the point that they become an adult. Um, all right, if, what about if I was to say bachelor, if I, if I was to think the bachelor? So, some of you are currently thinking roses. <laughs> I got a rose, yes. Hey? A bachelor is, being a bachelor is bad? Okay. Ash is all about the ladies today. I'll, we'll have words about that later. Hey? Slobbing. Oh, yeah, that's like the, the whole idea of the bachelor pad. Um, single? Single is, pro single is probably true. Unmarried is probably true. Okay. Uh, generally male for a bachelor. Okay. Excellent. Okay, so everyone can agree on that definition. We've got a definition of a bachelor going on. Okay, has anyone ever wanted to marry the Pope? Not so much. So the Pope's single. The Pope's unmarried. Um, potentially slovenly. I don't, I, I don't know what happens behind closed doors. Okay. So our definitions are... Okay, so there's the second one. Third one then. Think of a dog, just a dog. Let's, 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 let's take it back, let's make it easy, okay? We, we don't seem to be agreeing on any definitions just yet. 
Think of a dog. No, I just want you to think of a dog. Think of the picture of a dog. Have you got a picture of a dog in your head? Yeah. Okay, Shannon, what breeds your dog? Oh great! You've got a wee, you've got a wee menagerie going on. Blair, what 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 does your dog look like in your head right now? Jack Russell, Anna. Golden Retriever. Golden Retriever, Susie. Just a lab kind of thing. Okay, Katie. The OCR dog. Our dog, yep. Tom. A mountain lion. Great, thanks for that. Uh, you guys are really helping me out. That's just yes. Hey, Arisita. Asher, what about you? Arisita. Okay. So that's probably your first dog or your favourite dog. That's probably the picture of the dog. If, you've, if you're really unsure, you probably didn't have any favourite dog at all. You're probably one of those cat people. Okay? Um, but that's the thing is that in our heads, even the same word, we're all thinking of a dog. Um, we've got different pictures going on though, okay? So words are important. The way that we define things are important. Now, here's... Um, here's uh, one of my friends put this on Facebook the other day and just... Um, just to talk about how important words are. Okay, so you've got the New Zealand Olympics. Medal alert. The New Zealand Sevens women have earned themselves a silver medal in Rio. Quite positive. That's quite good. Good job. New Zealand Herald. Women's Sevens team fall short of gold. Lose final. Oh no, they're only the second best in the world. How, ter- how terrible. How awful is that? Okay. So the thing is, is that the way you can look at the same situation in two completely different ways. Two completely different ways. So the way that you de- the way that you define it actually has a real effect on the way that you define it actually has a real effect on the way that you see it. Okay, I've got this student at school. Okay, and she's a, she's a great student. I'll call her a her because she's a her. Um, she's a great student. Okay, um, she she tries hard. She gives a hundred percent all the time. And um, the great thing is is that she's operating at an achieved level, which means that she's passing. She's actually passing. The only issue is, is that any time I give her any feedback on any work whatsoever, um, it doesn't matter whether I say, hey, this is a really great essay, it'll always come back with, no, this is terrible. No, you have to understand, this is a, this is a, good, eff- this is a good essay person who won't be named. No, this is terrible, this is essay, sh- beep. <laughs> this, is, this is awful, this is horrible, I'm failing, I'm terrible at English. And for where she is in the um, for where she is in the, the part of the year, she's actually doing really well. Okay. So our word, so for um, today, the message that I have for you guys is winning the word war. Okay. Now, what do I mean by winning the word war? Winning the word war is there's a couple of different things. If words are really powerful, how we use them is actually really powerful as well. You have to understand that if the same creative power that created the universe lives in us, then our words are just as powerful as the one who created the universe. Remember, God's first action in Genesis was God said, let there be light. He spoke. He spoke something into being. Now, we can do that for us as well. Okay? Um, Our words create worlds. Our words, we have the creative power. Okay? So I've got two uh, two questions for you. If your words create worlds, what worlds have you created this week for yourself? See, one of the things is that when it comes to defining things, it actually just means putting boundaries around them. So what boundaries are you putting in your life? Is your, is your self-talk positive? Or are you listening to the same record over and over and over again? And I'll give you a really, I'll give you a really easy way to decide whether you, you, you've got positive self-talk or you've got negative self-talk. Okay, you ready? 
Okay, pop quiz. This is kind of a handy thing to write down if you, if you want to, but that's okay. Um, you're going to write your epitaph. Okay, do you know what an epitaph is? It's just like what, what would go on your gravestone. Okay, so I'm sorry guys, but you died. Just right, right now. The service was so boring that um, you know, you're, you're either asleep or dead. I'm sorry about that. What would be on your gravestone right now? So I'll give you a couple of questions. So here we go. It's going to get more positive from here, don't worry. It's like, oh, wow, this is getting pretty dark for a Sunday morning. <laughs> yeah, we'll do all the negative stuff today, positive next week. You have to come back or otherwise, no, just feel terrible all week. Um, no. What would be on your gravestone? So here we go. The thing that was most important to me was. So how would, how would you fill that in? <laughs> People say I stood for. So how would you fill that in? I made a difference in my world by... God was glorified because I... People knew I loved them because... The reason I expect God to say well done is because. It's a pretty heavy way to start the service. <laughs> um, if you answered any of those questions and you, or you're, you're really not too sure, maybe you've got a bit of a definition problem in your life. It could be a self-talk problem. It could be you might be letting yourself be defined by the way you think the world sees you or the way you think God sees you or the way that you see yourself at the moment. Because okay, I'm 100% sure that if God filled in those blanks for you guys, it would be completely different to what just run through your mind. Okay, Words are important, and the voice that you listen to is hugely important. Okay, You can let yourself be defined by God. You can let yourself be defined by the promises of God, or someone else is going to define you. All right? Um, so we're, so this, this, this is my first point, and we'll see how we go. Words create worlds, all right? Psalm 19 verse 14 says, May the words of my... So this is what David says. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and redeemer. Now, I don't know about you, but I've got to be really careful about my self-talk because I'm naturally a fairly... Because I'm introverted and I can be melancholic, I spend a lot of time in my head. And so what will happen is regardless of what, you know, it could be a great... It could be a great lesson at school, it could be a great message, it could be a great whatever. Afterwards, I'll start replaying it and replaying it with my overlay and my critical thinking overlaid on that. So the thing is, is we know today that the quickest way to change how we're feeling is to change the words that we're using. This, hold true, this holds true for the words we speak with others, as well as the self-talk that only we can hear. All right? So if we've got the creative power of life and death in our tongues, the way that we speak is really hugely important. The way that we speak to our partner, the way that we speak to our kids, the way that we speak to our friends, the way that we speak to the people we don't like. <laughs> the thing that we have to understand is that one word from God can change our lives. Okay? So you need to choose what you're going to feed yourself on. Are you going to feed yourself on the words that you can come up with? Or you're going to feed yourself on the words that God speaks over your life. Okay? 
So an example, and it's something that seems to be a recurring theme for us, both Shannon and I as we preached, is the whole idea of Caleb and the ten spies. You know, Caleb and Joshua versus the ten spies. Exact same situation, but seen in two completely different perspectives. The word that we bring, the stuff that comes out of our mouth, flows from the position that we're in at the moment. Where do we think we are? So what word do you bring today? Because whatever you speak out loud testifies. Okay? So whatever you speak out loud is either, is either testifying the goodness of God or testifying something else. See, the thing is, is that one word from God to Abraham took him from a static position in a barren environment. So like his entire family, his entire um, group of people had been in the same position for a really long period of time. God, their gods were far away and they never listened to them. Took him from a static position to a life of sojourn and fruitfulness. One road from Jezebel to Elijah took root in his heart and turned him from a powerful prophet that was the cheeky again guy to a, from a powerful prophet of God to a suicidal burnout. It shipwrecked his destiny. One word from the devil to Eve plunged humankind into destruction. One word from Jesus and the centurion's servant was healed. When Jesus says, it is finished, it was finished, and we're still trying to figure out what, how, how that works and what that means, one sacrifice for all time, for all sin. See, your life will be defined by the things that you believe in the center of your being. These are your convictions, and they'll influence the words that you bring forth out of your mouth. Now, I don't know about you, but not everything that comes out of my mouth is positive. <laughs> In fact, if I'm having a bad day, everyone's going to eventually have a bad day because I'm good with my words. I'll, it'll come out sarcastic. It'll come out with tone. Tone. <laughs> Anyone ever got in trouble for tone before? Tone. <laughs> Don't give me that tone. <laughs> Anyone ever told their kids off for that tone? <laughs> See, when God speaks to you, he's creating something in you. So when we speak to ourselves, we're creating something inside of ourselves as well. We need, to be deliberate and, uh, we need to be deliberate in the words that we choose to take on board, accepting God's promises but shutting out negativity and cynicism that other people can bring. So we can either listen to God's promises in our lives or we can let others define who we are. Proverbs 12.25 says, A good word makes the heart glad. The word that you get into your heart will have an impact on your present state and your future potential. So be really careful who you allow to speak into your life. Might I say, if you're, be, if you're being bullied or have ever been bullied, maybe the words of that bully are not necessarily the way that you should define yourself for the rest of your life. See, if I was defined by the words of my bullies, I would be the minister of toilets forever. Don't, don't ask. It's a, it's, a silly, it's, a, it's a silly story, but... Um, we used, to play this, um, we used to play this game called Governments, and everyone else would have these really cool, um, these really cool titles. I, I'm the Minister of Ninjas. I, like, we're young. Like, it's a, it's a, like a six-year-old game. I'm the Minister of Ninjas. I'm the Minister of Clowns. I'm the Minister of Funniness. You know? And any time I was allowed to play the game, I was only ever allowed to be the Minister of Toilets. <laughs> that was, it was like, it's funny now. <laughs> but for a really long time, it, it actually had an effect on me. That was the way that I, I saw myself. That, uh, you know, this is, this is what, this is my worth. This is, this is how much I'm worth because I'm the Minister of Toilets and everyone else has these amazing jobs. They are important. You take away a toilet, it's going to be pretty negative, I tell you. <laughs> But the thing is, is I had great friends as well that would actually 
um, pray for me. I had old people at my Presbyterian church that would pray for me and tell me who I was in God. And as a result of that, my identity started to shift. Not towards what the world would say I am, but who God says I am. So here's the question. What word, what words have you allowed into your heart? Okay, what words have got past the gate? If words create worlds, if words give you boundaries, if words help define who you are, what words have you allowed into your heart? I might suggest that it might be time for um, might be time for pruning. There might have been words that you've let get past that shouldn't be there, shouldn't be part of your identity, shouldn't be part of who you are, and a fact opposite to the way that God would say who you are. Does that make sense? I mean, even a, a generation ago, or even to this to this generation, some of the words that have been spoken over women in ministry are just wrong. <laughs> They're just wrong. They're just wrong. There can come a point where a heart is so empty, so dry, that it needs a fresh start, it needs a fresh word. Ezekiel cries out to God, take out this heart of stone and give me a heart of flesh. Perhaps you need to make the same cry. David puts it this way, I run in the path of your commands, for you have set my heart free. If you make God's word and his promises to you your conviction, you too will run with a heart set free and possess the promises he has for you. You need to discover the power of a word. So that's the first one. So winning the word war, the first one is words create worlds. The, sec- the, second, th- the second part, and it's, it's kind of tied into this whole thing, is that words carry weight. There's weight that comes with words. And one of my favorite singers of all time, which is not true, it's Mandy Moore. <laughs> I was just trying to keep relevant and then realized it's 15, two years out, 15 years out of date, but it's a, it's a really... So in one of her songs, which I wasn't listening to, um, she's got this lyric... Now, Mandy Moore, um, she identifies herself as, a, as a, like a Christian singer, okay? It's, you know, that's... Um. So the, the, the lyric that she says is, I'm a sensitive heart that exists in hope above fear. See, one of the things when we listen to the wrong words is it creates fear within us. Fear of being exposed, fear of being vulnerable, fear of being found out. I don't know about you, but I've, I've had that imposter mentality sometimes. Oh no, if we, you know, particularly when I preach or when I get in front of the class, you know, um, quite often the devil will um, attack you in your area of strength. Why, you know, why is that? Because that's your area of strength. That's the way that God's created you to impact your world. So I'm a sensitive heart that exists in hope above fear. And the weight of your words carry just what I need to hear. My questions are starting to settle and the ocean is calm once again. I really love that thought that, you know, depending on whose voice you listened, whose voice you listen to, um, it actually settles the ocean in your heart. It answers the, que- it answers the questions that you have. Proverbs 18.21 says, so who do you listen to in the storm? Proverbs 18.21 says, the tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. 
Um, Ephesians 4.29 says, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building each other up according to their needs, so that it may benefit those who listen. So the great thing is, is that even if someone says something to you that's true, if your words carry weight and you give weight to different speakers, if God's words carry the greatest weight in your life, that's what's going to settle in your heart. That's, what's gonna, that's, that's what you're going to hold on to in the storm. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't always operate really well in the storm. I'm, I'm a bit more like the disciples, sort of freaking out and going, Ah! Sophie. It's all right. I'm sorry, darling. Oh, dear. <laughs> um... So we've got to be really careful what we declare over our lives. We've got to be really careful um, what we say. We've got to be really careful how we say it. Um, it, The NLT version says, The tongue can bring life or death. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. So... I think I'm going to, actually, I think I'm going to finish here, or just really, you know, and I'll, I actually do think it's going to be a two-part message. Um, the, third, the third point that I'm going to talk about the next time I talk is actually words are weapons. Words are weapons. Words, if words are powerful, words are weapons. Okay? So your prayer is powerful. Anyway, if your words carry weight, this is, I guess this is the article, I believe God wants us to change our language. See, our mouths are one of the most productive and one of the most destructive organs. Our mouth is our overflow valve for our heart. Culture and language are inseparable. We create worlds with our words. We need to get fluent in the language of the kingdom. We need to make sure that whatever's coming out of our mouth is going to build people up, not break people down. I believe we need to come to a time, and this is, I think this is, actually, yeah, no, this is generally where we're going to finish. Is that okay? Yeah. I think it's important for us to start prophesying and declaring over our lives. We need to declare and prophesy the words, the 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 prophecies over God's. um, We need to declare over lives those promises that God's given us. Okay, we need to declare the goodness of God in our life. We need to make sure that we're thinking about our. For today, I want to I want to think about our self talk because if our self talk's negative for ourselves then out of that same overflow, that's what we're going to speak out to other people as well. Does that make sense? Like if, if people look at us and see that our self-talk's negative, see that we're critical of ourselves, as Christians we're supposed to be um, the ones who have hope, the ones who have a future. It's hard to prophesy identity, hope and a future when we don't see our own identities a bit muddy. Our own future is clouded and we can't see hope. So this is the thing that I'd, lo- I'd love for us to think about. What's God saying to you right now? He, sp- he's, he speaks over us all the time. He's speaking to you right now. You don't need a word from a preacher. You don't need a word from a prophet. You just need to tap into the, um, to, you know, that, that stream of consciousness that God's speaking over you right now. See, I believe that um, for everyone, as soon as we... As soon as we say, I wish I could, or I wish I would, or I wish I was, we're starting to speak the language of comparison. And God's actually called us to run our own race. To use an Olympics, um, to use an Olympics metaphor, 
Um, I'm not ever going to win a 100-meter sprint. I'm not built to run a 100-meter sprint. It's okay that I'm not going to run a 100-meter sprint. God's created me for a particular purpose to run the race that's set before me. It might be shot. For me, I'd probably be weightlifting or shot putting or something like that. That's what I'm, that's what I'm built for. Isn't it? But God's declaring stuff over your life now. He's giving you a purpose. He's giving you a destiny. He get, he's giving you identity. And sometimes the mirror that we hold up to ourselves is oh, the def- the mirror that we hold up to ourselves. We see through the worldview of the words that we've created for ourselves, the boundaries and the definitions that we've created for ourselves. And we need to be seeing through the way that God prophesies over us. Lord, we just thank you so much that you uh, that your thoughts towards us are good. We want to thank you so much that you speak um, truth and revelation over us all the time. Lord, whether in our lives where we've listened to um, negative self-talk, where we've let others um, define us, Lord, I, I, I just say I repent from that now. I turn away from that now. Lord, we want to be able to hear your voice clearly. Lord, we want to be able to have you define who we are. So God, I, I just ask the question now, and this is what I want you guys to do. Is I, I want to ask the question, who do you say I am? Who do you say I am, Lord? One of the great things that God does sometimes is he renames people. You know, Abraham became Abraham. Uh, <laughs> Simon went from reed to rock, Simon to Peter. Um, Sarai became Sarah. I believe one of the things that's going to happen today is there's going to be a redefinition. That, uh, a redefinition? Is that even a word? There's going to be a redefining taking place. Um, I believe that today there's going to be a box breaking. It's, there's going to be a box breaking where there's been boundaries. You've been... Um, You've been defined as one thing for a really long time, and I believe God's going to step you out into another gifting, another area. It could be something that had been spoken over you a long, long time ago, but you've been, um, you've been, um, redef- you've been defined as one thing, and God's about to call you another. Um, so, Lord, for those ones in here that um, there's been negative self-talk as well, Lord, I separate that as from the east as from the west. I break that record. I say no more. In this place, uh, Lord, I, I just want to, those promises that you've given us, that it be your, your talk. Your talk would fill our heads. Your talk would fill our hearts. Your talk would fill our lips, Lord. Lord, that we would be encouragers, that we would be um, the most positive, not because we're suppressing negativity, but because we see the world the way that you see the world. So, Lord, where we've had a distorted perspective, I just pray that you give us a great perspective. Uh, where we've seen negativity, I pray that you give us positivity. Where we've had negative connotation, I pray for that positive connotation that we would be able to see the world as you see it. That we would be able to see the golden people and not the dirt. So, Lord, as we, um, as we go out today, Lord, I pray that there'd be uh, like a sea change, that there'd be a, a wind shift, that, there, that, um, that, Lord, that we come in one way and that we've gone out another. So, Lord, I thank you for the change that's happening in every single person here today. I thank you that you're beginning to change hearts, you're beginning to change minds, you're continuing to change thoughts, Lord. Lord, that from this point on, that we're going to see your testimonies this week, 
of, wow, there's something about you. There's something different about you. I love the way that you speak to that person. I love the way that you speak to your son. I love the way that you speak to your daughter. Lord, I thank you that you are the God of encouragement. And Lord, I just pray that by your spirit, we would be the greatest encouragers in our worlds. Lord, help us to um, recognize those times where um, our words are positive and help us to recognize those times where our words are negative, Lord. Help us to realize those times where our words create worlds, where we can begin to pray and prophesy and speak life over those around us. Where there's hopelessness, we can speak hope. Where there's negativity, we can speak positivity. Lord, we thank you that you give us a plan and a purpose and that you give us identity. So, Lord, help us to walk in that mantle. Help us to walk with those new clothes on. Lord, help us to walk with those words around us. Lord, your promises are yes and amen. Help us to be the ones that would say amen, Lord. Lord, I thank you for everyone here at Church Untamed. I thank you for those, those ones that are away today as well. Lord, we love you and we just want to lift you up. Jesus' name. Amen.